Welcome to Cloudy with a Chance of Trust, a podcast for digital transformation leaders where we discuss the latest cyber attack issues, enterprise security strategies, and current security events so that you can successfully accelerate network and security transformation. And now here's what's on our mind this week. Hi, everybody. It's Lisa and Pam. Thanks for joining us again. Today, we're going to do an episode on our recent Zenith Live conference. But Lisa, you say, didn't you just do that a couple weeks ago? Yes, but that one was a retrospective to our December Zenith Live. This is a recap of the coolest stuff that we saw in the two-day Zenith Live 2021 that just happened within the past couple weeks. And we're going to talk futures, so unfortunately, you get to sit through a little bit of legalese. This information has been prepared by Zscaler Incorporated for informational purposes only and not for any other purpose. Nothing contained in this conversation is or should be construed as a recommendation, promise, or representation by the presenter or Zscaler or any officer, director, employee, agent, or advisor of Zscaler. This information does not purport to be all-inclusive or to contain all of the information you desire. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, Pam, what was the most interesting thing you heard in Zenith Live 2021 about our innovations? So I loved um, Amit and Patrick, they did a great job on the day one innovations and as always there. Oh, they do. Right. And they, they make it so easy and clear and understandable, right. For people to understand what is Zscaler doing? How are we seeing the future? What are we working on? And I think that's key to understand because really, you know, when Amit was going over the fact of having a comprehensive cybersecurity and data protection, you know, based on zero trust, what did that equate to? Really was cloud protection. Mm-hmm. And mo- more and more, so many that we talk to are adopting public clouds. They have hybrid cloud or multi-cloud environments that has become complicated. And how do you secure those environments, right? Sure. And I loved Amit's comment. He said, you cannot protect what you cannot see. And it is so true, but it's so simple, right? It's such a simple statement. That's so true. And in addition so many organizations have shadow IT and so many don't know what shadow IT is doing. I have that on a weekly basis. That's a conversation, a shadow IT, right? And so when Amit went over, you know, really, when you look at the whole cloud protection, it, it comes into three areas, secured cloud posture, secure workload communication, and secure workload segmentation. You know, for secure cloud posture, It's really made up of two pieces. It's the cloud security posture management and cloud infrastructure entitlement management. The cloud security posture management, people talk about is CSPM. And the cloud infrastructure entitlement management, okay, go figure, C-I-E-M. Surprise. Yeah, right? The CSPM, it's, it's so interesting because it's all about discovering public cloud assets, it scans, it identifies misconfigurations or remediates. It's that intelligence about understanding what's there, where CIEM really focuses on the access management and the entitlements for that cloud resource and and discovering human or machine identities for their roles and their access permissions and anomalies or misconfigurations that can also be automatically remediated. I think it's so robust. And then now let's add communications to it, where the secure workload communication, as he explained, It talks about how clouds and your internal data centers via the cloud connector will simplify and connect those environments and workloads to workloads irrelevant of where they are through the zero trust exchange from Zscaler. I don't know, Lisa, how you took it, but to hear from Rui Quebeco from Siemens, 
I thought it was great. You know, he talked about how they were early adopters to cloud, but think about having 15,000 cloud workloads. I was like, Oh my God. Right. And how do you, how do you secure that? How do you know what's talking to what, how do you understand those environments and they're sitting in multiple clouds? It was great for those of you listening, take the time, listen to this innovation segment. It was about 30 minutes or so. Because also explains some of the challenges and the benefits of moving to the cloud connector and what it actually provided for Siemens. And then I'm going to talk about the workload segmentation, right? And how based on identity, it fingerprints, it learns, it identifies. How awesome to see an entire application environment. God, so many organizations struggle with understanding what talks to what and being able to, to build policies around it. And then lastly, I think from that innovation piece, uh, you know, I was so intrigued on the 5G. Patrick, I think, really teed up what does 5G mean to us? It's all about compute. It's about storage. It's about services at the edge with ultra low latency and high bandwidth connections. And the partnership with AWS we have and the collaboration between the two companies is so exciting about what the future will present for us and for our customers. So with that, how about you? What what have you found most interesting? Well, definitely the 5G was interesting to me because you hear the buzzword all over the place. And I have to confess, I hadn't really understood the implications of it. But as a diehard ZPA nerd, the real (laughs) most interesting stuff for me was the ZPA innovations, which is part of the innovation keynote on the second day, talking about the modern workplace. And I have to say, what is it with the term carpeted office now? I mean, that appears to be how we're talking about going back into the building. And I just want to know where that came from. I do too, because my office in my home is carpeted, right? So wh- how did just they ever that term? <laughs> <laughs> so Tony Patera had a bunch of information about some of our innovations, and I'm going to try to break it down a little into things we're already doing that are new and interesting today, things that are coming online real soon now, And then some really interesting ideas further out. One of the biggest challenges is extending zero trust into more use cases in existing environments. And in particular, a lot of organizations start off with us with the remote access use case. And that has been a boon during the pandemic because we've enabled users to have secure, fast, reliable access. We've given administrators full visibility and control of that access. And now as people start to come back into the carpeted offices, How do you extend that same model, especially with a hybrid workforce that might be on premise two or three days a week at home, two or three days a week. So we're really starting to see deployments of the Zscaler private service edge for ZPA, which extends the cloud service into your enterprise security boundary. And it lets you do things like regionalize traffic. So maybe you've got users in China and you want to keep their traffic in China You want to make sure that you're not violating any regulations in that country, or you have the need to provide the fastest possible access for users that sit on campus adjacent to a data center. You don't want to hairpin them out to the Zscaler cloud and back. So there was another interesting voice of the customer segment, coincidentally also from Siemens, on how they're looking at private service edge to solve these problems. Another interesting additional use case, extended use case, is unmanaged devices. This could be a third party, like a partner, a supplier, a contractor, or it could be an employee on BYOD. But the commonality there is you don't manage that device. You don't trust that device. You have no control over it. And you want to make sure that your data is not exposed to it. And you're hopefully also not exposed to any threats from a compromise to that device. 
the integration of cloud browser isolation with ZPA is really exciting to me because it really gives us a level of certainty for these unmanaged device use cases. And cloud browser isolation isn't new to Zscaler. We've had it integrated with Zscaler internet access for some time now, but that's protecting the end user device from malicious sites out on the internet. The integration with Zscaler private access extends the protection in the other direction, protecting the backend resources from the user. If we start to look a little further out, there are some new capabilities coming soon into ZPA. And one of them is new threat protection with our web application and API protection. This allows us to offer inline inspection for web apps and APIs, just like it says in the title, for things like the OWASP top 10, so you can protect against some of the most common web-based threats, but also custom detections for break glass events, like, for example, some of the compromises that might be extended through a web connection to a server on a zero-day basis, where you need to be able to react to that extremely quickly once the IOCs are out. Further out, we've got some really interesting work going on. And again, it's cross-pollination where we're taking some of the AI and machine learning and some of the principles that are already at work in our workload segmentation. One of the neatest things about workload segmentation is that it builds a policy model for you and then you can refine that model. So you're not facing the daunting task of writing all these granular policies from scratch. Well, ZPA has not traditionally offered that advantage. And so we're talking about how AI and machine learning will help to identify applications from the application discovery that you may start out with, identify who's accessing those applications, and then even start to create policies around those applications without you having to dig through an entire haystack of user activity logs. Overall, what these are is really an extension of our better together story. So we're getting cloud browser isolation for ZPA. We're getting better visibility into ZPA with Zscaler digital experience. We're delivering some of these long awaited features like starting to incorporate content inspection with web app and API protection. The Linux client is coming out of beta soon. And the coolest thing on the horizon to me is this AI and ML integration. So there's a lot of good stuff coming up for ZPA. And you can find that both in the innovation keynote on day two, also in the ZPA product management's breakout session on what's new with ZPA. In addition to all the cool things that are coming, we heard some great insights from our customers. And you had mentioned some of the things that Rui Cabeco said during the Siemens discussion. What else did you hear that stuck with you? You know, I had the privilege to go ahead and moderate one of the CTO panels and had two phenomenal speakers, Sandy Jones from Manual Life Financial and um, Stephen Rada from Synosis. And it was really all around how Zero Trust created that adaptability. And, and both of them were so, it was a wonderful, a wonderful conversation. They were so forthcoming in what their company went through over the last year. Sandy for Manual Life Financial, they were really pretty far along in their zero trust. They had adopted, they had changed their technology. So it really was a very, very easy, she, she basically said it was kind of like nothing transitioning over the last year, right? Where Stephen had talked about how, you know, they had started their transition to zero trust, but yet didn't make it all the way. So they had to do some things in the interim and so forth with that. They both talked about it and it's interesting to hear from them and where their companies, number one, where they were in the last year 
And quite frankly, how so many like they are still figuring out what does tomorrow look like? So many of you that we talk to, you know, they're not sure. Okay. Is everybody going back to the office? Is a portion going back to the office? Nobody's also figured out. And it was, we had an interesting conversation about, you know, people also have moved over the last year yeah. and they've gone to different States, potentially, maybe they cross borders it just was right for their family. And, and how do companies handle all that? So we had a little conversation about that. In addition, I thought was so interesting that they're both really focusing on what the end user experience is. And Steven, it really was great because when he talked about his CEO, when he took the job and Steven was actually hired, it was like last March timeframe. So right Ooh. in that pandemic, right at the beginning of the pandemic, he said, the CEO told him, you need to make it easy to work for Synosis. And I thought that was so interesting. There was a focus on talent with both of them. But I thought that was so interesting for a CEO to say that, to make it easy to work for Synosis. And that talked about giving and enabling the end users with a great experience. Hey, as an end user, I'm in favor of that. (laughs) Right? But you don't really hear that very often It's kind of an underlying, you know, people will talk about it, but to have a company direction, a CEO say that, I think that's great because so many are dealing with going ahead and recruiting. We talked about that. We talked about retention and how hard it is. And you have to make an environment. Yes, you cannot lack the security. You have to do things to protect your company, but you also have to do it in a manner in which you actually attract the talent that's going to help accelerate and keep expanding your business. Totally. So I thought that was really interesting. You know, that kind of got away from the technology, but it talked about how important the right technology is in order to provide that for your end users that they want to come to work for you. Sure. And lastly, I, you know, they also both talk so much about visibility and how the lack of visibility, the lack of being able to identify issues in this, in this new world really is so very important for the, them to think about for not only them to think about, but for their peers to think about. It was kind of tying it up on what would you really, what would you tell your peers to think about? And I think for so many of you listening, please go and listen to the, to the interview, to the actual panel, because they both have so much information, so much experience, so much lived in the trenches that they really have a great perspective on how you can move to that zero trust world. Yeah. You know, Stephen talked about, they're still figuring it out. But Sandy's been in networks for many of her years in her career. And she even says, we moved to zero trust before we even realized that's what it meant was zero trust, right? Getting that ubiquitous connectivity for an end user to an app irrelevant of where either one of them were, and it got them through the pandemic. So how about you, Lise? Oh, man. I think that move to zero trust before it had a name, that's the way to do it, right? Because zero Mm -hmm. trust isn't the goal. It's all the benefits that it brings. Again, if you know me, you know exactly where I'm going for this next one, which is the Women in Technology panel. Did we guess? It was such a good group. I mean, we had a different Sandy, Sandy Mm -hmm. Carter, who's the VP of Public Sector Partner Programs for AWS, Nicole Ford, the CISO for Carrier Group, Archana Rao, the CIO of Atlassian, and it was moderated by our own Kavita Maryapan, the EVP of Customer Experience and Transformation. There were way too many insights. I took notes and I realized I was going to do 20 minutes just on that. And I really had to pare it down. So I'm going to instead give you some things that will hopefully pique your interest and encourage you to go and check out that panel. One of the things that really stuck with me from that is Nicole saying, 
We always talk about getting a seat at the table. Heck with that. Bring your own chair. Make God, I love that, right? I know it, right? And then from Sandy, she told a story about how she sat in the front row at a conference, live tweeted a talk. Her friends were like, the dude is going to think you were emailing and ignoring him. How rude. Mm -hmm. Well, the speaker saw her tweets, reached out to her, said she had some great insights, and she ended up forming a lifelong professional relationship from it. So sit in the front row. Art's going to use a phrase that I haven't heard before, which is we talk about IQ and EQ. Art's going to use a phrase that I haven't heard before that I really liked. We talk about IQ and EQ, but she talks about CQ, the curiosity quotient, to keep asking questions and to learn more about the environment that you're in, not just your own job, but the jobs around you. And Cav played off of that to say that our career should be a step function and we should go from depth to breadth over time. These were some of the really interesting points that they made. And all of this and many more great sessions are now available on demand for free at zenithlive2021.com. So if you go to zenithlive2021.com, you can sign up, or if you're already registered, you can sign in and check them out. I think that's it for us today. So thank you all for joining us again, and we will look forward to talking to you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to Cloudy with a Chance of Trust. Check back with your podcast provider regularly for more episodes. You can find Lisa Lorenzen and Pam Kubiatowski on the CXO Revolutionaries website at revolutionaries.zscaler.com or on LinkedIn. Statements by Zscaler podcasters and guests are informational only and should never be construed as legal advice. You should consult with your legal advisor on matters related to you or your business. Zscaler makes no warranties, express, implied, or statutory as to the content of this podcast, and it is provided as is. Content on this podcast may contain forward-looking statements that are current as of the date of recording and subject to change. These statements are subject to the safe harbor provisions created by the Private Securities Litigation Reform Act of 1995. Full legal disclaimers are available at revolutionaries.zscaler.com. Copyright 2021.